0: Hey, folks, it's Brian Blackmore with Church Production Magazine and Dave.Video. Well, today we're going to be talking about music videos. So what do you do when the worship team or the music team wants to create music videos and the film team doesn't have the bandwidth to make that happen? Well, that's exactly the situation that, uh, that came about at Church of the Highlands. Uh, church of the Highlands is, uh, is the largest church in Birmingham, uh, in Alabama, uh, based in Birmingham. I think they have 25 campuses across uh, across Alabama. They may be spreading into neighboring states as well. So it's a fascinating story. So with us today, we have Caleb Dick, who is on the, uh, the worship team at Church of the Highlands, based in Birmingham, Alabama. And Ananth Sundra is part of the business solution team at Adorama. Um, Caleb, It's such a fascinating story tell us how you got started making uh making music videos for church of the highlands
1: yeah um basically when the world shut down um we are a uh we found ourselves in a position where we just didn't have um enough manpower making all taking our whole church setup uh and turning everything that we do into a delivered video product um, it was a, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it was a, it was a really intense time for everybody in the whole world, um, for folks in the church world, but we're really blessed that we had a lot of infrastructure that was really supportive of video anyway. Um, uh, we're a multi-site church that broadcasts, um, some part of our service every Sunday to every other campus, um, that we've got in the state, uh, of Alabama. And, um, A lot of it just came down to, you know, you you took you went from just Sunday mornings being a delivered video portion of of the service with a lot of stuff happening live in the room to every part of every service. That's student services and college services and um, anything that we were doing had to be totally online uh, and totally in a, you know, some some of it was like live broadcasted, but a lot of it was um, was record, pre-recorded stuff because you just didn't have enough people to be in the room the whole time, that many days in a row. Um, and so we've got a fantastic broadcast team. We've got a fantastic creative team and students creative team. Um, but when it came to doing some of the special musical elements and to supporting our own original music um, with video content uh, we kind of just found ourselves in this position where everybody was slammed um, and to where a lot of times we would either like I said do something in a live broadcast environment went from that to a pre-recorded environment Well what if the broadcast team has got something that day because uh, we were we were supporting a lot of local churches having them come in and uh, use our facilities to uh, record their sermons on Sundays so that meant that the guys that normally would do the job were not available and so um we just kind of jumped in with both feet you know we had some gear uh already purchased for kind of more like internal communications uh purposes but it just became a well okay we're we're going to figure out how to do. a lot of us had some experience but nothing serious so um, just walk us through that
0: like how you got started was it initially uh music videos for
1: the worship services i mean the i think the very the very first things we did as a team were actually um college services we we call it one it's our college program here at the church and we uh we needed to um we needed four or five service services whole complete package live live element services uh to be recorded and put out in about a week um just the way that the calendar fell and our broadcast team was booked and they were working. So um, myself and our team basically jumped on. Um, It's kind of funny. Some of those services were playing instruments and, you know, kind of making sure things are happening behind the camera uh, as well. Um, So it started with some like live events and kind of transformed at the same time we've you know, we make original music. And as we were kind of collecting gear to do these live events, um, and some of the special elements that we do for Fourth of July or for other kind of bigger, you know, um, holiday uh, elements around the church that we normally arrange the music for. Um, it became evident that, like, we had the gear and we started to have the expertise. So we started jumping in um, and, and making music videos. And that's kind of our sweet spot anyway. I mean, we're all musicians. We all play on Sunday mornings um, and we're all involved in, you know, in the live service elements at the church. But we also, you know, I mean, it, it saves some time to do everything in house, you know, <laughs> uh, within the same department. Tell me what this looks like
0: or walk me through what the what what the look was maybe initially and how it's progressed over the last year and a half. Were, were you trying to make it look like um, like a Sunday morning, like you were on stage on a Sunday morning service or were these more like concept videos?
1: Uh, it was kind of a mixture um, we definitely like early on people wanted to that more like cinematic look that you get out of a pre-recorded thing um, They wanted that shallow depth of field and 24p and all the kind of you know things that in a broadcast environment you just normally don't do. Um, I mean, mostly because it's flying by you know we we could take multiple takes at a thing Um, and so it started out in kind of like i said like we were doing live events with a crew of like six people um where normally it's you know a big old massive production crew uh and lots of you know lots of like well-traveled ideas and you know things that everybody kind of like knows the parameters of and and so we we um started with that kind of broadcast thing but as we got into maybe doing special like pre-recorded elements, it became we could kind of push more into that cinematic thing and do a little more pre-pro because uh, we started to have a little more margin. Um, and later on, you know, now we're kind of in this. I mean, we, we just shot um, 10 music videos that are going to come out uh, this fall of 2021 that are like full. We you know, we brought a full crew in. Um, they're, they were on location. Um, they're uh, very, you know, uh, the music, it kind of fit the music, so it's, it's pretty dreamy. Um, it's a little more uh, uh, introspective than like a live element would be. Um, but it's kind of gone. I mean, so we just want to be able to do like whatever the job is because that's that's the name of the game in church work for, for sure. Everybody knows that. You know, when you're in ministry, that's, you know, flexibility is key. Um, but we found ourselves just needing to do a bunch of things and they started out as live events and we don't really do those as much anymore because, you know, obviously things have picked back up and the broadcast team as good as they are. They are, you know, much more like in the, uh, in the that's their that's their thing. So um, we're doing less of that.
0: So um, you mentioned the, the flexibility and, and you're doing a, a wide variety of, uh, you know, concept videos to, uh, you know, more live performance kind of things tell me like h- how did that progress from a gear perspective like like what were what were maybe one of the f- one what was one of the first needs that you that you noticed that you needed to add
1: right one of the, one of the biggest ones um, we had I, th- I think the church had purchased for the worship team um, some C100s a couple of years ago um, which are great cameras and they look you know i mean they they are uh, a way a big step up from where i started on DSLRs um before i was here but we found ourselves with kind of uh you know like kind of okay glass so one of the biggest purchases one of the early purchases was cinema glass um because we didn't have you know we had decent sensors but no good glass to put in front of them um and another another one of the biggest things especially um with adorama was support for cameras and support for lights i mean c-stands and uh, baby stands and all the things that, you know, I've we, and Anthony and I have talked a lot about um, just the fact that we didn't have the stuff to make things work. I mean, we might have a decent camera, but we just we didn't have the gear that you don't think about, you know, as a layperson being on a set um, that's really facilitating the whole thing you know, uh, from different lights to stands to carts, um, all those, you know, they're not, they're not glamorous, but they make the, they make the thing happen, you know, so. Well, you
0: mentioned you, you've got, uh, you know, some pretty, um, pretty tight deadlines and things like that. So, um, you know, when you, when you call Ananth and the team at Adorama, well, let's ask him, Ananth, what do you remember about the, the first call that you had with, with Caleb and, and, uh, you know, the demands and the, you know, the, ambitiousness of their, uh, you know, their, uh, their endeavor here.
2: Well, you know, it was interesting. I mean, Caleb and I connected, we actually just before everything went, you know, haywire with the pandemic, but uh, you know, we'd started developing a relationship from there, but I do remember that first call when they were, when they were focusing on this project and that's where we were trying to meet um, a couple of different deadlines within a, a span of a week. And I think the one thing where I understood from Caleb as well is because the team was basically wearing different hats we were picking up where another team member would be able to maybe call another vendor or call someone locally and be able to source that. So a lot, a lot of the role that I had and you know our team has when we're working with um, the houses of worship market is being able to almost be that extension of the team and be able to kind of facilitate all that back end administration. You know, checking in with uh, manufacturers and can, can we drop ship to this cli- uh, to this client right away? Can we get this to them within you know a time limit? That kind of uh, you know. Will kind of expedite what we can traditionally do coming out of our warehouse on a on, a, on just a typical standard shipping uh, type of job. So I think there were se- several conversations within that week. So I know him and I we were uh, we were really tight throughout that process, just trying to make sure that we were met, we we're meeting all those deadlines. Um, and uh, you know, once once we kind of got an idea of what the what each time frame would be. Uh, and you know, and I started understanding. Okay, they were going to have several, uh, several instances of this as they were growing that particular part of the production. Then we had a, we had a really good, really great flow, and it was uh, it was off to the races from there.
0: Caleb, can you think of a particular instance where, uh, where where that was the case where uh, the deadline was important and Adorama was
1: able to help out? Well, going back to the um, going back to the support thing. Um, you know, we uh, my crew uh, is uh, like that. I help that I help uh, um, you know facilitate because they're they're the experts, not me really. But um, it was at the time. I mean, it was an intern, a part time guy, and a guy that was just volunteering. Now, you know, that's that's changed now. But we were so desperate for people, um, and so I mean, we didn't even have stands to put stuff on. That right, like so there was a shoot that we did. Um, in about a week's notice i mean it went from we're not doing anything i'm playing bass on a on a thing at one of our student conferences to we are now shooting the music and it it went you know it was it was like i mean it was you know it was coronavirus time man it was it was just nuts um things were happening so fast and, and different vendors might not be able to get a piece in um so now you know a whole different crew is in with a different ideal about what they're trying to chase, um, you know, conceptually, because maybe there wasn't a piece of gear available to rent. I mean, it's just, y'all know how it was. Um, and so there was, there was, we, we did music for, uh, our student conference. Um, and I called, man, I, I can't remember exactly what piece of gear it was, but I think it was support. I think it was actually like, we don't have enough people to hold stuff. I need to get, you know, I can't Hollywood this thing enough. Give me some C stands. You know what I mean? Um, and it worked, it worked out.
2: I think the timing really stood out. Cause it, I remember the, uh, during that, that first week, when we started talking about this project, it was the time of day that you would reach out with the request. Cause you would get that later in the day and it would be around like three, three thirty uh, Eastern standard time. And that's when I think we really, you know, we would really kind of zero in and figure out, okay, how are we going to get this out, you know, next day air or whatever we need to do to get, uh, get this out to Caleb. So th- I think that was a, that was, that was a real fun part. <laughs>
1: It was fun. Uh, it was, it was fun for all of us. Um, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> Caleb, what, what what do you, what do you know now that you,
0: uh, you wish you knew then?
1: Honestly, we have, we have all learned so much about movie, you know, about, about filmmaking. Um, we have still so long to go. Um, but I think the one of the major things is, um, you know, again, we're, we've all worked in music, you know, side of things for our, most of our whole careers here at the church, um, inside and out of the church. And so we kind of have an understanding of like what costs are to pull off a record. You know what I mean? When you're recording it and you're mixing it and you're mastering, we know those things. We That's what we do every day. Um, getting into the video space, you know, I mean, you, you can Google things, right? But the actual cost of making sure everybody's taken care of when you're bringing other vendors in, maybe when you're bringing other technicians in, uh, when you're, you know, that decision about, whether you rent something or whether you buy something. Um, I think, you know, if we'd have known, uh, if we'd have known a year ago what it was really gonna cost, um, we probably would have uh, uh, slept a little better. You know, I mean, it was just, it was so crazy. You know, you get into these things and you go, man, it costs that much. How are we gonna do, you know, where's the money gonna come from? And um, we're obviously, you know, we're a really blessed place, but you just want to do stewardship correctly. You know what I mean? You don't want to buy that thing because it's easy and it not be the right piece of gear. You know, you don't want to buy it because it's available and then it not be because of Corona, uh, cause, cause of COVID and then it not be the piece of gear that you really needed if you'd have had another six weeks to sit on it and research it and wait. And, um, you know what I mean? I mean, I think, I think a lot of it is just the overall experience of, um, of how to do this stuff has, uh, we were fast tracked. Um, You know, a lot of late night Zoom calls because everybody was quarantined and you're, you know, you're only working together a day or two at a time. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. hope that answers your question.
0: Tell us about the relationship and the importance of the relationship um, both ways. I'd like for you guys to to both answer that, if you would start with Caleb.
1: Yeah. um, You know, first off, having someone to call, having a person to call um, was was massive uh, for us the last year. Um, again, because we're trying to figure out, you know, how we do what we do. Um, and because the, uh, the type of things we were doing were so diverse and fast paced, um, we needed somebody that knew more than we did. You know, um, we, we really try to work, you know, relationships. That's a big thing for us because we know that other people have the expertise that while we're new in it, you know, we don't have. So having somebody, having an act, a person that I could call, um, and then on top of that being an on- that you know is a musician and does know uh what we developed a personal you know friendship um over the course of our relationship that over the course of you know all those phone calls those desperate phone calls um that we got to a place where you know it wasn't just calling somebody needing something it's calling somebody knowing that they're going to do your best their best for you in that situation um especially with all the shipping and you know so many crazy things about uh the way that you know we, we all think that you know, if if Amazon Prime is running behind, you know, and you can't get two day shipping for things, you know, it's bad. Um, and so that being magnified to these big, expensive pieces of gear, um, but knowing that the other person on the other side of the line is doing their best for you. That was that was major. Uh, that was really helpful. We really appreciate that. Ananth, did, did, did anything you wanted to add?
2: Yeah, I think I think also just the fact that, um, like Kayla was mentioning, just developing that that personal attribute and the personal friendship as we were going along, I think also really having that attachment to what he was doing and really being invested in how they were growing this. And, and I could tell that they were also figuring this out as they were going along. So being able to, to lean on my team and be able to provide that where Caleb didn't have to think about seven other different things. I think that was a really, um, that, 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 re- that was really rewarding for me as well. Of course, in my career and being able to kind of see how that could, that could unfold and develop in such a short period of time. I think that was really valuable. And I think that's what I see every day as well, just in terms of the, uh, the connections we make with the house of, Worship market. I mean, um, I think just being in, being a part of that world and going down and meeting people in those conferences and really learning about how they work and and how they're uh, kind of delivering their message and once you have that personal touch as well with someone, that's just an added bonus to be able to kind of understand their world. So that was great. I think I think the one one last thing I would just bring up is just that yeah, like even the way you know Caleb and I were were connected. It was I started working with uh, his colleague John David, and I think that's the other beautiful part about this whole thing is how once we have that personal relationship with one another, it's like how it expands on both sides on Adorama side and the church's side. And we're working with several different people now in there, you know, within the church. So that's, that just shows like the kind of longevity that comes from these particular instances where, you know, you're helping someone in a, within a week span when, when you're figuring it out and then it kind of just grows from there. So that's the last note I'd like to add to that. So.
1: I guess, uh, you know, our, our church is so, um, we, we like we've got three departments or four departments that all work with Adorama in different capacities um, and having again having that, you know, John day I go to John David because John David, they're on the creative team that's kind of they deliver things to the entire church, all the, you know, the kind of pre recorded things. Um, We've got broadcast, we've got creative, um, and then we've got us. Uh, but John David is somebody I really, really trust. So having you know his recommendation on somebody was was really was really important, um, and just having that relationship that the church had with Adorama as a whole, um, you know, I mean, it, it again, like I had a person I could talk to. That was that was a big deal.